Dreams, we've all had them, right? But have you ever had a dream and said, man, what does that mean? Or maybe you had a vision. Where can I get the interpretation of my dream? Do my dreams come from God? If you've ever asked any one of these questions, you've come to the right place. Please join me and Bishop E.M. Walker as we discuss dreams, dream interpretation, and visions. You don't want to miss this episode, so please stay tuned. Hey everyone, it's MJ and thank you for joining me once again. I hope you are having a wonderful, wonderful day today. I am so excited about my special guest. He is a renowned preacher and teacher and has ministered all over the country as well as different parts of the world. He is Bishop E.M. Walker. Thank you for being here on today. Yay! (laughs) He is a pastor of Friendly Temple Church of God in Christ, and they are located in Chicago, Illinois. You can follow them on Facebook as well as Instagram, and they also have a YouTube channel you can subscribe to, a very wonderful, wonderful ministry. I hope you are able to follow them. Bishop Walker is very knowledgeable and anointed in this area of dreams and visions. And I know a lot of you out there may have dreams, visions. You don't know what it means. You don't know how to find the interpretation. But I, this topic is very dear to me because not only did this change my life, it saved my life. And I'm going to get into that a little bit later in today's show. But I really praise God for using this to speak to his people god speaks through dreams and visions um for various reasons such as giving us direction maybe he wants to warn us about something give us clarity assure us that he is with us but ultimately god wants to give you an answer and he wants to give you an answer of peace so that is what we are going to discuss today and i hope by the end of this episode that you will be um, you will have a greater appreciation for God dealing with us in this way and also a deeper understanding. So here we go. Um, I would like to kick off this discussion, Bishop, with an experience that I have had. Um, this happened some years ago. I was speaking with a coworker, and he basically told me that God does not speak to people through dreams anymore that that is something that just happened in biblical times. And I was so amazed by this conversation. I was like, what? Because I know God talks to me. Mm-hmm. And so right. he was, um, and then he began, the, the conversation Conversation kind of shifted, and he was talking about sensationism. And for those of you, because at the time, I didn't know what sensationism is. And for those of you who do not know what sensationism is, it is the belief that, um, God does not operate in the spiritual gifts anymore, such as healing, prophecy, and all of those things cease with the apostolic age. And so, but he really, really emphasized on the dream part. God doesn't speak to people through dreams anymore and blah, blah, blah. So I was so amazed by this. I was just looking at him like, wow, this is actually a thing. So he did have scriptural reference for, for his uh, theory. Well, not his theory, his belief. And I want to read that for you all right now. And then after I'm finished with reading these two passages, 
I'm going to ask Bishop Walker if he would address this on his thoughts on sensationism as well as how do we, I guess, um, respond in wisdom to someone who may want to challenge us in this area. So if someone, if we know God has given us a dream or he's dealing with us in dreams and visions, how do we respond in a wise way to someone who wants to challenge that? So I'm going to read for you all the scripture references he gave to me to back up his argument. And he gave me Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 1 through 5. And I will be reading from the New International Version. And it reads like this. If a prophet or one who foretells by dreams appears among you and announces to you a sign or wonder, and if the sign or wonder spoken of takes place and the prophet says, let us follow other gods, gods you have not known, and let us worship them. You must not listen to the words of that prophet or dreamer. The Lord your God is testing you to find out whether you love him with all of your heart and with all of your soul. It is the Lord your God. You must serve him and fast to him. That prophet or dreamer must be put to death for inciting rebellion against the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt and redeemed you out of the land of slavery. That prophet or dreamer tried to turn you from the Lord, your God, commanding you to follow. You must purge the evil from among you. So that's one of the passages of scriptures that he used. And then this is wow. one more that he used. It's Jeremiah 23, chapter 23, verse 25 through 32. I have heard what the prophets say who prophesy lies in, in my name. They say, I had a dream. I had a dream. How long will this continue in the hearts of these lying prophets who prophesy the delusions of their own minds? They think the dreams they tell one another will make my people forget my name, just as their ancestors forgot my name through Baal worship. Let the prophet who has dreamed recount the dream, but let one who has my word speak it faithfully. For what has straw to do with grain, declares the Lord. It is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks a rock into pieces. Therefore, declares the Lord, I am against the prophets who steal from one another words supposedly from me. Yes, declares the Lord, I am against the prophets who wag their own tongues and yet declare. The Lord declares, indeed, I am against those who prophesy false dreams, declare the Lord. They tell them and lead my people astray with their reckless lies. Yet I did not send or appoint them. They did not benefit these people in the least declares the Lord. So, this, wow. yeah, if you, these are his two scripture references for his argument. If you can address, what are your thoughts on sensationism? And again, what are your words of wisdom concerning how do we, I would say, respond to this kind of argument? Wow, thank you, uh, MJ. <laughs> uh, I, I'm excited to be with you on today. Um, and um, there are a lot of thoughts out there about uh, sensationism. Um, let me first start out by just saying those two verses of scripture that you just read, they really don't support cessationism at all. That simply speaks to the false prophet 
mm. or the false dreamer. Uh, uh, it could be uh, a witch, mm. a warlock. It speaks to that person that uh, is operating deliberately to turn uh, people's heart away from the Lord. So that doesn't mean that the Lord has stopped speaking. What those verses say is that the guy who said it, he's lying. God didn't say that. Mm. So that's okay. that's what I that's what I see there. Um, the 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 concept of cessationism is not new. Uh, what I would say to that is that if we are to agree or accept that, then cessationism would have to discount a considerable amount of the New Testament in support of the spiritual move of God that continues in the church and through the church even today. Um, for instance, First um, Corinthians 14 talks about those who speak with tongues and uh, there being an interpreter. Well, if in fact that uh, that was only for the apostles or is no longer for the church, then there's no need for 1 Corinthians 12 that talks about mm. the gift of interpretation. We don't need the gift of interpretation because it's not for us anyway. So we need to revisit the scriptures to make it more relevant to who we are. If we go along with cessationism, meaning God doesn't speak through dreams or visions or tongues, and that uh, all of that was part of the apostolic age, then right now what we have is this weak, broken church that really has no idea what God is talking about or what he's saying except we read only the logos because rhema is not available to us and rhema is the revealed word of God hmm. but now that doesn't exist according to the sensationalists wow that's pretty deep and so what is your your words of wisdom on how will we respond to someone who tries to challenge us in that area well the response is always that you have to walk the thing out you have to live it out. Um, generally, I've found that when you find a person like uh, whomever you've just spoken of that was able to give you scriptures to support, they're very firm in their belief. And um, a two or three hour conversation is not going to change their belief. It might actually change yours, but it won't change theirs. Mm -hmm. They are, this is what I believe, this is what it is. So what you have to do is walk it by faith. I had a... Um, a gentleman just the other day that uh, was telling me how sick his son was and uh, we were doing some business and he was somewhat withdrawn about doing business with me and I asked his son's name and uh, I told him that I would be praying for his son and this gentleman is of a, a total different nationality I told him I'll be praying for his son his response to that was I don't believe in all of that that's that mm -hmm. stuff and mm -hmm. that's a trick and this and that and I could see that he really didn't believe in all and uh, he, he said, uh, you know, all these guys that say they're healers. I said, no, I'm not a healer. I pray to the one that has the ability to heal. And I said, well, you know, no problem, but I'll be praying for your son. He said, well, thank you. And we went on about our day. Um, he called me back just maybe two days ago now. Uh, and I'm supposed to meet with him this week concerning some things we're trying to close. But, but he called me back and said, listen, I want you to come, come right away. Get in here. Let's close this deal. My son is almost all the way back. He's doing great. Oh, wow. And uh, wow. uh, he, he's so excited until I think I'm going to be able to close this deal much easier than it was going to be before. Um, that's God, not me. And the only advice I would give 
is uh, a two-hour conversation doesn't work. You got to walk it out. You live it out. And uh, the demonstration of the spirit is greater than the conversation of the flesh. Wow. That was very powerful. And I totally agree with that. Even the scriptures that you have mentioned, I'm, you know, there's plenty more, I'm sure, that would cancel out all of this foolishness. But um, I know one in particular that I thought about was Acts chapter 2, verse 17. And I'm going to read that for you. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Do you mind breaking that down for us a little bit, that verse? Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you. What an exciting, what an exciting uh, verse of scripture. Your young men will, was it your old men will, vi- will see visions? Your young men will dream dreams. Yes. All right. When you um, go to the, um, the counterpart of that, which is in Joel, it says that your uh, young men, your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Uh, when you when you look at it, the vision is what's in the distance, and the dream is uh, uh, what's what's open now, mm-hmm. uh, and vice versa. So what happens is the old man's dream becomes the young man's vision. Because the old man will only be able to think about what it could be. The young man will need to achieve what it could be. Um, that, that tells me, again, that sensationalism can't, can't really be accurate. Mm-hmm. Because he says, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. I don't know if I'm answering your question, but that's how I would I answer. I mean, that was pretty deep to me. I'm <laughs> sure that was pretty deep to some of you all, too. Um, so let's get into, well, you kind of answered it a little bit already, but can you clarify what is a dream, what is a vision, and maybe the similarities and the differences between the two? Well, you know, dreams and visions, the, God uses us differently, people, human beings. Um, he speaks and deals with us differently. Everyone's not a dreamer. Everyone doesn't have visions. And I'm not talking about visionary in the corporate sense of the word, but I'm talking about visions that come from God himself. There are some people that uh, are neither dreamers or vision, but what they have, they have uh, the unique gift of singing or the unique gift of uh, playing or uh, the unique gift of encouraging with encouraging words. When you get to dreams and visions, the Lord often uses dreams and visions to speak to his people or to send a word to his people through this dream or through this vision. Dream is, um, in, a, in a nutshell, simply a vision while you're asleep. Okay. And a vision, in a nutshell, is a dream while you're awake. And literally, um, you'll, you'll know it that it's from the Lord. But uh, a vision... You can have a vision and be wide awake, going about your day, and all of a sudden, you have this vision. And you don't go into a trance. Now, you can't end up in a trance. That's a different, that's a totally different thing there. Mm-hmm. But you can, you can have this vision and still be operating and fully functional and yet see a thing as, as though you've stopped, but you haven't stopped. You're still going. 
That's pretty deep. And you actually answered a whole bunch of questions in that one question. Uh-oh. But no, <laughs> it was it was really good. So you said you would just know. So a person, if they're having a dream from God, if God has given them a dream, is it something they would just know? Well, like how would they know that it's from God? Number one, let's let's be clear that the Lord does speak in this day. And he's he's just like us. Remember, we were made in his likeness and in his own image. So if if you have a voice, do you think you're the first one who has a voice? Of course not. God has a voice. Mm-hmm. If you can speak, well, that means God can speak. And he does speak. Uh, now he speaks through dreams and visions uh, to deal with his people and he knows how to make himself known that in fact this is me when you read the old testament even the new testament there were people that didn't even believe in god they uh, whatever but god had a way of saying yeah you don't believe me but here i am uh and uh i think belteshazzar he was drunk saw the handwriting on the wall he stuck his finger through that wall and you, you may have heard me say that was the first text message. Uh, but, but God has a way of making himself known. When a dream happens, primarily when a dream happens, because visions, uh, unlike dreams, vi- uh, visions, you're awake. So you're going to say, wait a minute, what was that? Okay. When a dream happens, uh, you're asleep. And sometimes when you're asleep, sometimes you're having a dream and the dream is because your sugar is high, or your blood is low, or you ate the wrong thing, um, <laughs> okay. or you just watched this crazy movie, and now you somebody's chasing you down the street, <laughs> and that that so. But when God sends a dream, mm-hmm. that dream sticks with you. It it it'll it'll trouble you. It'll unnerve you. It'll it'll speak to you in a way that says, "What is this?" Why am I having this dream? And it'll make you want to know more about what exactly is this going on. If you remember uh, the story of Daniel, Daniel had a vision. And he was awake. He had a vision. He did. And he did not know what it meant. But he said, wait a minute. This, this, This is not just my imagination. I'm not just coming up with something. What is this? How can I find out about what to do? Well, that was very insightful, and I'm sure someone has a better understanding <laughs> now. Um, I'm going to ask you this, Bishop. Can First of all, is there such thing as a nightmare? Can the devil or the demonic realm, can you receive a dream from the devil? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there are people that don't believe in... Uh, Demonism and, and all of those things, they think of it all as a fairy tale. Um, I'm here to tell you that it's really real. Ephesians 6 and 12 tells us we're wrestling against uh, demonic activities on all levels. Uh, that means that they even go into the area of the dream and the vision to try to inspire people that way. And we see throughout even the New Testament scriptures, Simon the sorcerer, the seven sons of Sceva, uh, the woman that was operating with a spirit of divination, uh, all these various things. Um these things tell us that Satan and, and those imps, they absolutely can work through uh, various realms and mediums to influence our thoughts. Um, nightmares are another version of torment. 
fear brings torment. Mm -hmm. The devil comes to steal, kill, destroy. He wants to torment us in our dreams, in our sleep, and he'll even try to uh, put a vision in your head. Mm. Uh, absolutely nightmares can happen. They're real, but they are uh, influenced by demonic activity. Wow, that's really deep. So how would you, if someone is, I want to say maybe suffering from nightmares or dealing with nightmares quite often, what would you suggest on how they overcome that or how they fight that? First of all, overcoming uh, any type of demonic activity, nightmares and anything else, you have to concern yourself with are there doors in your life that are open mm. that allow uh, demonic activity to operate freely. See, Satan must never in the life of a believer operate totally unchecked. He cannot operate freely. When he comes in and he's operating, he's doing stuff and, and things and has you scared, there's a door open. Okay. There's a door open. He's trespassing. If you are a blood-washed, blood-brought, blood-covered believer, Satan has no right to be in your dreams and anywhere else in your life. Wow, that's powerful. So I hope someone out there takes this in and know that, you know, you do have authority over these demonic spirits and they really don't have any right, even in your dreams and visions. They don't have right over that's you. That's right. They don't have any right, any authority, any place. You can pray. You may need to get someone to pray with uh, and uh, connect and say, listen, I'm being torn in my dream and uh, I've been looking at my life. Uh, I think I've closed every door. You know, I'm, I'm not doing this or that. And, and I want somebody to pray with me. And uh, God can deliver you from nightmares. Fear is torment. Hmm. Amen to that. <laughs> so... I want to say, and I feel like this is really the meat of this topic, and I want to talk about interpretation. Um, we know in Genesis chapter 41, Pharaoh had a dream, and I'm going to read that for you, but Pharaoh had a dream, and no one could interpret the dream. Joseph was brought before him, and Joseph was able to interpret it, and Pharaoh had a dream in Genesis chapter 41. King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream in Daniel chapter 2. And both of them were troubled because they didn't know the interpretation of the dream. And they wanted to know what it meant. So I feel like you can dream all day, all week, all month, all year. But if you don't know the interpretation, that's really what counts. If God is speaking to you. In that way, you need to find the interpretation of your dream. And so, I want to read this. This is Genesis chapter 41, verse 15 through 17. Um, and Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And I have heard say of thee that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, it is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. And so, Bishop Walker, can you please tell us, how do we find the interpretation of our dream? You know, we're living in a day of the internet, and you had a dream, and we want to get on Google and search and stuff, and 
King Nebuchadnezzar, he did that. He went to the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and everything else because he was troubled. He wanted to know the interpretation of his dreams. So what is the best way to find the interpretation of our dream? If we had a dream that's troubling us, we want to know what it means. It's, it's, it's you know, in our spirit, on our mind all day. How do we find that out? Wow, that's a great question, uh, MJ. Thank you for asking that. Um, you know, um, there's a lot of mysticism out here. And you have to be careful of that because there are a lot of people that come along to, to try to tell you, um, well, you know, you have to uh, get this book, go to the library, go online, and uh, they can tell you how to interpret dreams. You know, a fish, a wet fish, a dead <laughs> fish, a green turtle, a blue rabbit, what all it means, yep. and yep. all of those type of things. You need to run from that kind of stuff. You need to be scared, to, scared for your life <laughs> and run from that. Uh, I believe the answer is in what you just read. God will give you mm -hmm. an answer of peace. God is the one. He's the keeper of secrets. The deep things belong to him. He alone knows what he is speaking. Um, the way a dream is interpreted uh, for us is in two ways. Number one, you got to press in. I often say that press in. Press in means there's a, there's a spiritual um, level that you have to push toward. What happens, even with sensationism, we'll okay. go all the way back to that, okay. is those apostles of the scripture, we don't really have the dedication towards spiritual matters that they did. And so a lot of times we lack spiritually and blame it on, well, God is not speaking. Oh, God is still there. You don't have the dedication. I mean, these were men that were beaten, imprisoned, lives threatened, and yet they did it all to the glory of God. And much of the New Testament scripture, the victory that we have was birthed out of great affliction. We don't like to have any affliction in our life. You know, we get a flat tire and get depressed. So <laughs> there's a there's a point where you have to press in. And that means there's a, there's a time when you say, okay, God, like Daniel, you brought up Daniel. Um, Dan Daniel fasted 21 days. Oh, we can't hardly fast from breakfast to lunch, you know. Um, true. You have to fast. There's a time where you're pushing your plate back. You're saying, God, I need to hear from you. You know, we, we're going to hunger strike for political reasons. We're going to hunger strike to win some argument with a college or university. Well, we need to go on a hunger, hunger strike from the devil and say, hey, <laughs> <laughs> I need to hear from the Lord. Yeah. And um, the, other, the other area is you can surround, and you should anyway, surround yourself with spiritually minded people so that as God is speaking, if God is dealing with you, there's someone around you. Perhaps you don't have the gift of interpretation, but there's someone around you that does. Remember in 1 Corinthians, it said, if the one speak in tongues, let everybody be quiet, let these two or three, and I'm just paraphrasing, let them sit and judge, you know, they'll tell if this is, excuse me, actually God or if it's right. So have people around you that have a spiritual ear that can hear. Um, don't be so quick to believe everything. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try it whether it be of God. So you don't have to believe everything somebody says. Number one, if, if it's God, I promise you this, it will never counteract scripture. It won't go against it. If it's God, it won't go against his word. If it's God, it won't create 
confusion. Remember, God is not the author of confusion. He's not afraid of it, but he's not the one that starts it. Uh, he's not the author of confusion, but of peace. God will give you an answer of peace. So um, these are ways that you can find out uh, what your dream means or press in spiritually through prayer, uh, through seeking of his face, through reading of his word, and and through solid, strong, wise spiritual counsel. Amen. That was awesome. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I was okay. just tapped in right there. Um, so I want to ask you this because we know Joseph, and I talk about Joseph a lot. I love Joseph. He's one of my counselors. We know that Joseph in Genesis, he had a dream. He had two dreams, and he told them to his brothers, and his brothers got really, really jealous of him. And I don't think Joseph was saying it to, you know, show off or to boast. He was just sh sharing, sharing what God gave sure. to him. And they got all, you know, jealous and stuff. So is it always good to tell people your dreams that you have that come from God? Is it good to share that with everybody? Or what well, should we I, do with I that? Think, <clears throat> I think when you start talking about like that, you have to ask God for wisdom. I was thinking today there's there's uh, three elements that we we don't focus enough on. There's time, season, and timing. Um, and sometimes you got to ask God for wisdom because it may be something you have, uh, but it's not time to share it. And then it, it may be a dream or a vision you have, and you don't want to miss the timing of sharing it because it's important to the season. Mm -hmm. So um, you do have to be careful. Uh, everyone can't handle what God may show you. There's a reason why God showed you right. and not everybody. Uh, you have to be aware because this is something that God is trusting you with. Hmm. It's so important. If God has, has sent you a dream, that means in, in, in essence that God has spoken to you about something. He's trusting you with it. And Jesus gave us a very sound principle about when someone trusts you with something valuable. He says you don't cast your pearl among the swine. So if God is trusting you with it, that means that he's put great value in you. Because his word is ultra valuable. Mm -hmm. So for him to give it to you means he thinks a great deal of you for you to be trusted with a dream from him or a vision from him. And so for that cause, you don't want to just be sharing it, talking about it, you know, like it's a Harlequin romance or something, <laughs> okay. just talking about it with this one and that one, like it's a soap opera. No, it's, it's actually from the Lord. And so one of the things you need to even do with that is pray, okay, Lord, what would you have me to do with this? Shall I share it? Who shall I share it with? Lord, lead me, order my steps. You didn't give me this dream for naught, so what is my next step? Wow, that was very powerful. Thank you for that. Well, I'm going to share a dream that I had with you guys. <laughs> okay. um, I mentioned earlier that, you know, this particularly has changed my life, and it has, and it saved my life. God has given me direction, and he's given it to me through dreams, and I can really, really go on and on about this, but we don't have that kind of time. But I do want to share two things that God has um, dealt with me 
with that gave me direction. I remember one time in my life I was looking for employment and I was sending out resumes and stuff and I really wasn't receiving anything. So I went through an employment agency and I knew I was qualified for these positions, but I was not getting anything. Like I wasn't being hired. And so I went on like three interviews and nothing. And it was just a strange vibe. I know some of these interviews, like just the vibe in the room was weird and strange and I didn't know what was happening. So I kind of just left it alone. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to go through this anymore, um, through this agency anymore. I didn't really pray all hard about it, to be honest. And But God gave me a dream. And I dreamt that I went on an interview and um, they took me in like some back room somewhere. And the lady, you know, she sat me in the back room. And I sat in between two ladies. Um, so I was sitting in this interview and it was just this strange energy in the room, this strange like vibe. And the lady was looking at me strangely. And I had the knowledge that there was like a lot of crooked things going on with this company. So it was strictly like spiritual while I wasn't being hired. And so I woke up and I, I understood it. I'm like, okay, I know what that's about. But the one thing that I was just like, well, who were those two ladies I was sitting in between? Cause I didn't understand that part. And then it came to me later that all three of those ladies were me because I went on three interviews. And so I was just like, I had peace in my spirit because I did not know why I wasn't being hired. I'm like, I know I'm qualified. So I was grateful to God for sending me that dream because he clarified that for me. And wow. he covered me from whatever foolishness was going on in that company that I was trying to, you know, um, be employed at. So I was really grateful that he gave me that. And he gave me another one. I want to share it. It's a little on the personal side, but I feel like it will help somebody because it really did help me. Um, I had, there was a particular individual that was interested in me and I was, um, he was saved, Christian, good guy and all of that, very likable. But something in my spirit just would not let me pursue it. And I really didn't understand why. And so I was going back and forth with it. And then I finally prayed. I said, God, I don't know how I'm feeling, why I'm feeling like this. But, you know, you know all things. Just let me know if I'm on the right track. That was my exact prayer to him. Just let me know if I'm on the right track. And I had a dream that I saw these beautiful children. I mean, they were gorgeous. They were like five, six years old. And they had all of this candy. They had all of this candy. And they took this candy into a building. It was like a corporate building with adults in it. And the candy wasn't candy. It was drugs. And they were selling it to the adults. And when I woke up, I was like, what in the world was that? And God spoke to me and said, everything is not what it appears to be. Wow. And when I got that, I said, okay, you know, I know now that that's not the way, the way I should go. And I had peace in my spirit. So when God gives you a dream, the ultimate goal, I've said it before, is to, to bring you peace no matter how uncomfortable it may be, seem, and usually something may look a certain way, feel a certain way, but if God is telling you to go the opposite way, please obey his voice and go the opposite 
ways. I'm very grateful that, you know, he speaks to me in that way to give me direction because who knows where I would be right now if he did not. And it doesn't even matter because if you get an interpretation and you are still disobedient, (laughs) it's not going to benefit you any. So you really need to obey God once you get the answer that you are seeking for. You need to be obedient to his voice. And so, Bishop, if you don't mind, do you mind sharing a vision that you have had that impacted you or changed your life in some sort of way and the interpretation of it? Wow, MJ, I'm, I'm enamored just sitting here listening to you <laughs> and uh, the interpretations that God has given you concerning dreams that he's given you. Um, when God speaks through dreams and visions, he, he has reasons for that. Uh, again, what you just shared, sometimes he's ordering your steps. He's giving you clarity of thought. Uh, then other times, sometimes the Lord will show you. Uh, Amos says that God will not do a thing except he reveal it unto his servant the prophet. First reveal it to his servant the prophet. Sometimes what the Lord will do is through a dream or a vision, he'll show a thing so that when that thing unfolds, you don't become unnerved. Mm-hmm. Because the Lord has shown it to you. So even though it could be a thing that's not likable, it's not enjoyable, but because God showed it to you, then that means you know that God is in it. It's Mm -hmm. it's part of the plan. It's not happening, and it's not sneaking up on us. And God, did you know about this? Of course he did. Um, I had a a brother that that shared a dream with me, and, and one of the ways, a couple of the ways the Lord deals with me, one of them is, Sometimes I I can get an interpretation of a dream. And sometimes I'll know a dream is from the Lord, but I have no idea what that dream means. Um, I'm not a dreamer. Uh, I generally, the Lord deals with me in visions. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, one brother shared a dream with me. And when he shared it with me, I knew the dream was from the Lord. It meant absolutely nothing to me. I couldn't, I couldn't, I had no idea what the dream meant except it was from the Lord. And a few weeks later, something went on with him. And when I got that news, the whole dream, Hmm. just like that, completely unfolded. And I understood what he was in. And I understood the outcome of what he was in because it had been spoken in the dream he told me. There's sometimes people can tell me a dream and it's like, for me, it's like looking at a television. I can, I just get it. I understand it. Then there's sometimes people tell me a dream and I have no idea what that dream means. Um, Then there's sometimes I can tell you, hey, it's from the Lord and I still have no idea Mm -hmm. what it means. The Lord deals with me often and primarily in visions. I've had visions while I'm riding in a car. I've had visions while I'm cleaning my house, I've had visions getting up, visions going to sleep just that's how the Lord deals with me and uh, I love it if I don't have a vision in the wild and I be hey Lord mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> by the way <laughs> um, I did have this unusual dream and in this dream um, I dreamt that we were in the church that we were in and just to make a long story short because I don't want this to be uh, a Sunday morning message podcast. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I dreamt and I saw it, and but we weren't in it yet, of course. 
And when I woke up, I was getting ready to just discount it because I said, hey, this is a dream. The Lord doesn't deal with me in dreams. And the spirit of, spirit of the Lord spoke to me and said, don't discount this dream. And today we sit in the place that uh, the Lord sent me that dream about. I had visions of me being a pastor. Here I am, a pastor. Um, I had a vision of me being a bishop, something that I don't share often. Oh, wow. Um, I don't think I really ever shared it. There's a brother in my life. Um, I was going to buy a home. This is probably 18 years ago now. And I was doubting if I could afford this home. And I was getting ready to walk out of the office where uh, I would purchase the home. Now, this is actually happening. And I was getting ready to walk out of the office with doubt. And in that moment, I'm going to snap my finger. <laughs> in that moment, I had a vision. In the vision, I saw this brother sitting in the house. And I was on my way up the stairs. I had on this blue suit. And I had this gold chain on. And he cracked a joke. And I looked around and laughed at him. And from that, I knew I was going to buy this home. Because the Lord had spoken to me about a future day that would exist and so now i'm in that home and now i I've, i'm a bishop i have this gold chain i have this blue suit it's just to to see what god can do and that had to be almost 20 years 18 years for sure 18 years ago when i had that vision um the lord does speak he really does speak the question is not does he speak he that have an ear let him hear what the spirit says to the church well that was very very moving <laughs> very <laughs> deep um you've kind of answered this already but i, I just want to say it one more time um for people who god is dealing with often in dreams and in visions what should be their next step you know how do they you know somebody out there may be listening and they're like okay I, I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, God is dealing with me, but what, what do I do now? So what, what would be your advice to someone like that? Great, MJ. I love it. Um, the first thing is you've got to, you've got to seek the face of God. And when, and, and when I say that, that sounds so cliche almost. We, we say these things and we're like, oh, yes, amen, seek the face of God. No, seek the face of God. Uh, I cannot stress enough to develop a fasting and prayer regimen. Uh, where you're saying, God, I'm in your face. I want to hear from you. Um, you're going to have to talk to the Lord going to bed and waking up, saying, Lord, what is it that you would have me to do? What are you saying to me? The next thing is to find a person that walks in spiritual authority, one that uh, operates in gifts. So don't find somebody that believes in cessation because <laughs> okay. he's not going to be of any assistance to you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need to find someone that walks in spiritual authority, apostolic authority, uh, primarily, and say to them, can you pray with me? I'm having these dreams. I'm having these visions. And I know they're from the Lord, and I don't know what to do. And when you go to them, I'm not asking you to interpret it. Now, you might be able to interpret it. Um, I don't know, but I'm not asking you to interpret it. I'm asking you to pray with me that God would lead me whether it's you, whether it's someone else that can help me with uh, understanding what God is speaking and what he's saying now. Um, because I can tell you for sure that in this season 
um, the spirit of the Lord is extremely active mm. because we're in an end time season. Mm -hmm. And he's pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. And sons and daughters are prophesying. The old men are seeing visions and the young men are having dreams. And it is now the season where the old man and the young man have to be connected. Someone has to direct the dreamer. Somebody has to help the visionary. And if not, then we're going to throw Joseph back in the hole. Wow. That is very, very deep. Um, <laughs> extremely deep. I want to thank you, Bishop Walker, for giving us so much wisdom and knowledge in this area. I know a lot of people out there, they wonder about this, and I just really wanted to do this this episode today to to give people just a, just so people can understand it a little bit more. I feel like it's not talked about enough, um, mm -hmm. you know, in, in church and in ministry in, in, you know, God deals with us in visions and in dreams and he does it for a reason and he still does it. This is not something that just happened in biblical times, yes. but it's happening right now. And so I want to thank you for being on today's show and really giving us so much wisdom and knowledge in this area. And I do want to ask you, if you don't mind, if you can give a prayer um, for the dreamers and for the ones that have visions, if you don't mind doing that. Thank you, MJ. I appreciate that. Um, you know, I think that is interesting in this day that we're trying to get rid of the dreamers. And I know we're talking about the U.S. now. But um, I think there's a spiritual implication in there. Um, I'm going to ask that uh, you would bow your heads right where you are. Eternal God, our Father, I thank and praise you for uh, this opportunity to share with the masses and the people uh, that will tune in, that will uh, click the mouse and somehow wind up on this uh, podcast. I pray, God, now that you would look upon every dreamer, everyone that God deals with in visions, that you would work on their behalf, that you would cause them to come into divine connection that they would come into right relationship with the right people so that they can be used of you for greater things. Lord, you have raised them up for such a time as this. Your voice needs to be heard, and you have called them to the front line. They're on the forefront of ministry. Now, God, I pray that you would open the door. Let them never be ashamed to speak your word and let your voice be known among the people. God is real. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Again, Bishop Walker, thank you for being here. He is the pastor of Friendly Temple Church of God in Christ, located in Chicago, Illinois. You can follow them on Facebook as well as Instagram, and they have a YouTube channel. Please subscribe, and I hope and pray that this show today has given you a better understanding of this beautiful, beautiful language that the Lord uses of dreams and visions. Wow. Who knew that God giving me an answer of peace would change my life?